0: The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by mybookie.ag. Log into mybookie now and get yourself a 50% deposit bonus up to $3,000 simply by using the promo code SGP50. With mybookie.ag, it couldn't be more simple. You play, you win, you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also sponsored by Oddshark. Head over to Odd Shark now to get free picks from a supercomputer and expert writing staff. You'll also find the latest odds for every big game and fight from all the major online sportsbooks and casinos, and betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. So head over to www.oddshark.com and give them a follow on Twitter at Odd Shark. <laughs> Hey guys, you're listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Hopefully, in the coming weeks, if uh, Ryan Kramer manages to work it out, I will be finding myself back on Twitter. We're trying to find some kind of loophole to get me back on. But in the meantime, always follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter anyway. Because that is the permanent home of the EPL show. If you are interested in my European show, which will return this week with a full European schedule, all the leagues are back from the winter break, head over to lockbetting.com. Check out what package entitles you to receive all of the podcasts. Obviously, there's higher packages on there that will entitle you to betting tips, which are consistently winning customers over £2,000 per month. We've done that back-to-back for the last three months. In addition to that, this is the weekend where I launch my tech service. So we are going to be now implementing in-play betting into that package, into the top package. So it's a really good time to head over to lockbetting.com. We started a brand new venture this week with our lockbetting.com WhatsApp group for our top level patrons. So go and have a look, check that out, see all that works. Never miss a bet with lockbetting.com. Over here on the EPL show, we had a pretty decent week, but we have started to miss our locks now. We're at 20 and 7. Obviously, still impressive at hitting around 66%, but I preferred it earlier on the year when we were in the 70, 80% region. So, we can pull that back easily by landing a couple of back-to-back locks. Last week, I was torn between two locks, and I really, really loved both bets. And when you were in that predicament you always end up picking the wrong one. And I just couldn't see how West Ham versus Arsenal would only go on to produce one goal, given the records of the two defensively going into the game. However, they seem to cancel each other out um, in that game. But if you actually watch the game... There was enough chances, certainly for both sides, to score at least two goals. And Arsenal had a goal disallowed as well in that game. But certainly the first half belonged to West Ham, the second half belonged to Arsenal. But what was ironic is West Ham scored in the second half. The half where they didn't dominate, they managed to score with a really good goal off a set piece from Declan Rice who, by the way, is looking like a relatively decent fantasy pick now. He's a midfielder playing in defence and is available at 4.4 million. So definitely have a look at Declan Rice. At the end of this week's EPL show, I'm going to obviously do my regular lock, dog and parlay. I'm also going to have a look, at this weekend's NFL action. Even though my bet with Ryan Kramer is over, we are still going to look at the conference championships and cover the NFL on this show. I'm not going to invite on Cav Manning to do that this week, but what I am going to do instead is give something to the EPL listeners who want something soccer-orientated. There is a girl on my Facebook. Her name is Adele Woodward, and she... Is consistently putting out football accumulators and winning at around about 10, 15% of the time. Now, that's not obviously very high, but these are low stake bets returning at odds of over 50 to 1. It's absolutely insane. She has a ridiculous knack for winning. Massive parlays with low stake bets. So I've been watching this for quite a while, and eventually I contacted her, told her what I do, and we we're already friends on Facebook anyway. But I let her know about the show and asked her if she would pop on to the show, and we may make this a regular thing. But she's definitely going to pop onto the show today, and she's going to give you a little parlay. She's going to break it down. It's going to be for a ten pound stake only, and it's going to be at big odds. So we're going to have some fun with that. We're going to do that um hopefully regularly if you guys like it. So we're gonna bring Adele on at the end of the show. And by the way, we'll get her to give her Instagram out as well and you will see that Adele is a very, very attractive looking woman. So you will enjoy looking at her Instagram um probably as much as you'll enjoy having her on the show, probably more. Um so we're gonna do that at the end of the show, but we're gonna start running through the fixtures now. Uh, We might have a catch-up here as well on on fantasy. We've not been dropping it in too much over the Christmas period, but we are going to um, have a look at some fantasy options for this week because what we have here on the schedule, with the exception of Arsenal versus Chelsea, which is probably the main game this week, is a lot of lopsided games. We have a lot of lopsided fixtures this week where we have heavy favourites going up against underdogs. And um, sandwiched between that, we have some games that could be considered to be uh, six-pointers. But, um, well, one game really, I think, would be considered a six-pointer. But when we get to it, we'll we'll address that. We'll start with Wolves versus Leicester. Um, A weird choice for a TV game in the latter half of the season because um, when these games are chosen, when the TV companies go back into bid on these games in mid-December, you kind of do have a feel for what kind of stakes are going to be on the line on these games. Now, we already know who the top teams are, we already know who's going to be competing for the Champions League, and we know who the relegation candidates are. We also have a pretty good idea who the mid-table teams are, those teams that are going to be occupying positions 8 to 15, and you don't expect them to be on television. Well, Sky have chose to put two of them on TV here, so on Saturday afternoon... You're going to get Wolves against Leicester, where Wolves are the 5-4 favourites. The draw is 2-1, and Leicester to win is 5-2. Leicester still have the managerial favourite to leave next, Claude Priel. Some of you may have missed the fact that Huddersfield fired their manager, Wagner. David Wagner is gone. He went in the middle of the week. Went very quietly. Uh, apparently, it was cancelled by mutual consent. Um, which I I actually believe because I I can't see any reason why Huddersfield would fire David Wagner. He got them into this league. He's doing all he can with no funds and a very, very, very poor team who have cost us money multiple times this season because they are very good at digging in and getting surprise results. But for me, with that team, every result Huddersfield gets a surprise result. So... I'm surprised if in any way he was he was led to the door and sacked. I would think that he's massively overachieved there and uh, I think maybe he's decided to go uh, because the funding isn't there and, and they don't have the ambition to stay in the league. And I think that pretty much condemns Huddersfield to relegation. But moving back on to our game, which contains two teams that are not going to get relegated and are not going to be in the top six... Wolves 5-4, draw 2-1, Leicester 5-2, as I already said. The easy bet in this one would be to go under on the goals because Leicester City still are finding it difficult to find the back of the net. And um, Claude Pial has come under heavy pressure, despite the fact that they beat Manchester City and and, uh, Chelsea away recently. That seems to be very quickly forgotten. And the man is constantly under pressure. It only takes one or two results. I think the game against Newport County where they got knocked out of the FA Cup was a big one because I think their supporters were like, we don't give a shit about finishing 7th or 15th. It makes no difference to us. Obviously, given the choice, you'd finish higher. But the fans don't care that much to the point where they would completely sacrifice the FA Cup and humiliatingly go out against Newport County. Now, there's a lot of pressure on Claude Piel now for, for making that choice for that team selection that he made that week. Obviously, Leicester are a Premier League team. They should have won the game anyway. It doesn't matter who they put out. Anybody who's playing in a Premier League squad should be able to go out there and beat Newport County. It, it's, it's, there's, there's no excuse for it at all. But it has fallen onto Claude Piel's shoulders. Off the back of that, they suffered... A pretty bad loss at home last week, 2-1 to Southampton. Southampton were down to 10 men here for most of the game. They played the whole second half with 10 men and Leicester still couldn't penetrate. That's, That's the only reason as well that game ended up going over two and a half goals because I thought that would be an under game, but it was because Leicester managed to play the whole half against 10 men and still only managed to score one goal. Leicester are the most inconsistent team in the Premier League here. So, I think what Claude Puyall will be looking to do here is shut down the opponents, try and nick this game on the break, try and rely on Jamie Vardy to, to get him something out of this game. Wolves have been doing well against the bigger teams, so I don't really know where Leicester City fit in that equation. I think the easiest thing... To go here, to go for here is the under two and a half goals. It's available at eight to thirteen, and statistically has a sixty percent chance of hitting. Two of Wolves's last five have produced over two and a half, and two of Leicester's last five have produced over two and a half. But if we go further back than that, there are a lot of Leicester games that are producing under one point five. So certainly not by any way shape or form two teams that i would consider to be attacking dynamos um wolves are lacking a top level striker uh, the only thing that's that worries me here is that willy bolly their main defender is going to be defend uh, is going to be missing on suspension for the red card he got against man city so leicester could be a live underdog here and claude pial does have a knack of being able to win games when he's not expected to, so Leicester are a live underdog here. But I'm going to go for under two and a half goals. Um, if I was predicting the score in this, I think Leicester might nick this game one 0 Bournemouth versus West Ham. Where Bournemouth are 11 to eight, 13 to five. They're drawing nine to five on West Ham. Eddie Howe is shockingly coming under some pressure um, he's not had a very good record in the last six or seven games yes Bournemouth have had a tough run in but the supporters don't see it that way especially as they also suffered NFA Cup elimination through rotating the team I, I can't emphasize it enough how much fans absolutely hate that and the manager's continue to do this and it really upsets supporters who seemingly care more about the FA Cup than the clubs do and numerous clubs have been victims of that. Bournemouth were one, Leicester were another. Bournemouth will be desperate to bounce back this week and get this win against West Ham. However, West Ham, as we saw last week, are in relatively decent form. They look like a top half side now for, for, for the permanent ba- on a permanent basis. They're in ninth place and Bournemouth have dropped down to 12th. I think if anybody wins this game, it will be West Ham. But what I'm going to take as my official pick is the both teams to score. It's only catched of two of Bournemouth's last five and two of West Ham's last five, but that's because Bournemouth have been without Callum Wilson. I think that affects them more on the road than it does at home. I definitely expect them to score at home, but there's no way Bournemouth are keeping a clean sheet. They are defensively awful. Last season, they conceded 63 goals in the Premier League and they don't look any better at the back this season. Nathan Ake was... Was is supposed to be a top level defender, but he doesn't really seem to be delivering. And all the blame can't be put onto Ake, Obviously, he's just the best. He's just supposed to be the best defender in this Bournemouth team, and and it doesn't appear to be. I mean, I'm not saying he's not, but it doesn't seem to be making any difference. And uh, they seem to be on course again to concede over 60 goals. So both seems to score in that one. Up next, you have the league leaders, Liverpool, taking on Crystal Palace. All of the um, the top teams, with the exception of Arsenal and Chelsea, who play each other, the, all of the other top teams will be facing inferior opposition this week. So it may lend itself to a pretty straightforward parlay. We landed the parlay last week and we landed the dog and we landed our second choice of dog, which we'll get to because it was Spurs-Man United. But here, Liverpool versus Crystal Palace. I think what you would usually do in in this instance is go for Liverpool to win to nil. I'm going to step back from it this weekend and I said I was going to talk about some fantasy here and I will. Um, Liverpool are missing... Alexander Arnold and Fabiano is covering at centre-back because they're also missing Lovren. Now, Lovren could return any week because his injury wasn't serious, but as things stand, whilst they're playing midfielders in defence, and to add to that, James Milner could be covering at right-back. So you could see Milner at right-back, who's a central midfielder. Fabiano at centre-back is a central midfielder. And then, obviously, on the other side of it, you have Van Dijk and Robertson. Van Dijk and Robertson, having one of those in your team is an absolute must at the moment. Uh, I personally uh, am gonna opt for both. I'm just trying to find a way to get Robinson in Robertson in because he's a six point five million pound defender. So, It's quite expensive and a lot of movement has to be made. But this week, I think that I will be able to free up those funds to finally make that transfer because, of course, as we all know, Harry Kane is injured at Tottenham. So it does allow a chance to bring Robertson in. Last week, my bet was Liverpool to win and Mo Salah to score. I don't see any reason to move away from it. It's available at even money this week. Last week, it was 11 to 8. Uh, I do think Salah will score. And I do think Liverpool will win the game. So it's really simple to keep riding that one out. And Mo Salah will obviously be one of the top choices this week for fantasy football captain. Up next, we've got Man United hosting Brighton, where Man United are going for their seventh win in a row. Man United are 1-3 to to win this game. It's 17-4 to to draw, and it's 9-1 on Brighton. Brighton... Who are Brighton? Where are Brighton? What can we say about Brighton? They're 13th and they'll be happy to be 13th for the whole season. Brighton will be happy to be 16th, 17th. Brighton just don't want to go down. Brighton don't probably have the ambition to be a top half club right now. They just want to be able to stay in the Premier League, bolster their finances and continue to become a consistent Premier League team. That's what Brighton will be happy with, and that's certainly what they are. Man United's ambitions are obviously a lot higher. The current price for Man United to make it into the Champions League is 3-1, to one, which I think is a really good bet, considering Tottenham have lost Harry Kane, Arsenal looking like the old Arsenal from last season, and Man United, I think, are a better team than Chelsea and still have to play Chelsea at Old Trafford. Now... Uh, Man United to get as high as third and leapfrog all of those teams is a massive bet which is available at 16 to 1. I think it's definitely a possibility but what will be important is how Man United fare in the games against Chelsea at home how Man United fare the next time they play Arsenal and of course the two games they have against Manchester City and Liverpool which will both be at Old Trafford so Man United are still going to have a massive say in who wins the title this year and when Olusol Solskjaer was appointed that was probably said to be the main thing that Man United had to play for in the remainder of the Premier League season and their focus looked to be solely on the FA Cup and, and Champions League not anymore six wins in a row will change all of that Man United now are only behind Arsenal in on-goal difference and uh, are likely to overtake them at some point in the next few weeks and will probably make up ground on both Tottenham and Chelsea. I think there's a definite possibility that Man United can finish in third place, but I would be opting for the Champions League bet Manchester United to make the Champions League at three to one. Obviously, that gives you the opportunity of Man United to win the Champions League as well, but I don't think it's going to happen via that route. If you want to bet Man United exclusively to finish in fourth position, that's five to one. But obviously, remember if they finish third, then you're going to be punished because that's going to be a losing bet. Um, so, yeah, there's two different ways to to bet that. There's Man United to finish fourth. There's Man United to finish third. Oh, there's Man United to qualify for the Champions League. Of course, as well, there's, there's Man United to finish in the top four. Uh, that's probably quite an easy market to find as well, even if you're in the States. For this particular game, um, I'm tempted very tempted to go from Man United to win to nil. They've now kept three clean sheets in a row. But in actuality, that's the thing that puts me off going from Man United to, to do that. Um, over two and a half goals has cashed in three of Man United's last five, but only one of Brighton's last five. So Brighton games do not produce many goals. This tells me that what's going to happen in this game is that Brighton are going to sit back and allow Manchester United to come onto them. Um, and wait for Man United to find an opening, and only then will that game, will the game open up. Can Brighton score on a counter attack? Of course they can. They scored three times against Man United in the home game, and beaten 3-1, which is again why I'm kind of stepping off the um, to win to nil bet, and I'm going to actually go for Man United here on the handicap because even if Brighton score, as long as Manchester United score three, that's still a winning bet. And it's exactly the same price, even money for the minus one, even money for the to nil. Uh, I'm going to slightly lean towards the minus one. So here's the relegation six-pointer that I was talking about earlier. It involves Newcastle against Cardiff. These teams are sitting 18th and 17th in the league and in my opinion could determine... The, the final relegation spot. I think Cardiff are making a better fight of it than Fulham at the moment. I fully expected Fulham to get out of it, but they seem to be struggling and look like the most likely team to go down with Huddersfield. And then it will probably be one of these two. I'm surprised that this hasn't been chosen as one of the TV games Sky would have known that these two teams would have been in this position it's surprising to see Newcastle drop down into that relegation zone again and they will need a result out of this game they are currently 11-10 to to win this 9-4 the draw and 3-1 on Cardiff now, a fantasy pick that I like in this game is Solomon Rondon of Newcastle. He's already scored nine times this season and to, to score one every two games for a 5.7 million pound fantasy player and for a player in the relegation zone, that is pretty good going. So Rondon is available at 5.7 to bolster your attack. However, it, he's in, me saying that does coincide with the fact that another player for around about the same price is going to be available. And we will talk about him later on when we get to Fulham versus Tottenham. There is another player who's available for that price range who I feel could be just, if not more effective than Rondon because although Rondon could be quite useful in this game the player that I'm going to talk about later could be useful for two months and I think what I said there may give you a strong hint as to as to what I'm talking about but in this particular game I'm not going to overanalyze not going to try and find any particular bet of over under both teams to score this player that player whatever I just simply think Newcastle win this game if it's out of these two to go down and when you're looking at Neil Warnock and Rafa Benitez and you're looking at the two squads you have to go with Newcastle and you have to go Newcastle to win this game. For me, this one has a potential, surprisingly. Some of you may be expecting something at shorter odds. Um, I don't think I'm going to do that this week. I, I honestly think that this game is so important to Newcastle that I'm tempted to lock it up. And uh, when we get to the end of the show, we'll see if that's how we do end up going with that one. Up next, Southampton versus Everton, where... They've got this as an absolute 100% toss up. 13 to 8 Everton, 13 to 8 Southampton, 12 to 5 the draw. I can't separate these two either. So that one is probably right for me. Um, the Southampton manager, Hassan Hurtle, or Hassan Huth, Hasselhoff. Um, no, it's, it's Hassan Huttle, I believe is the right pronunciation. Um, rested all his players for the FA Cup and he went out yesterday. So normally the next game you do have to come up with a result to justify that selection. Everton for me are very very similar to Leicester in that you you just cannot bet on an Everton game. Like I would not recommend a bet on this either. But looking at the two teams on paper and looking at the fact that Southampton are seemingly getting themselves safe and looking at the fact that I've watched Everton and they've put in some really good away performances this season, I'm going to lean towards taking Everton on the draw no bet here, which is available at 10 to 11. Not surprisingly, because the game was 13 to 8, 13 to 8 for either team to win. And of course, um, the draw no bet is going to be 10 to 11, 10 to 11 each. But I would not bet this game personally. Um, I can't see any benefit in it. I can't see any trend. I can't see any leans. can't see any form or anything that, that lends a bet to this game. But we'll see when um, Adele comes on later if she has anything to say about this game because I imagine she'll be putting in some difficult games in her parlay in order to garner herself some bigger returns and maybe she fancies it. I don't, so I'll be... Definitely walking away from uh, having a bet on the um, Southampton-Everton game. Moving on to the Saturday evening game, which is the main game of the week, I would say. Um, Well, I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that. Arsenal versus Chelsea. Chelsea. As things stand at the moment, Chelsea are actually the favourites, strong favourites to win at Arsenal. They're available at 13 to 10, Arsenal available at 2 to 1, and the draw is available at 5 to 2. Just quickly, I've missed out Watford Burnley. That happens before this game. Uh, for some reason, that wasn't on my list. Uh, I know I've missed it, even though it's not on my list, because I know that Watford are playing Burnley this week because. It pertains to fantasy selections. So I will go back and do that game. It's not on the list here because I've just seen it says um, main bets. So... It's probably a very low bet game. So it's not appearing on the premiership ticker where they are featuring the top eight games. So I would imagine Watford Burnley is probably the lowest bet game of the week, which is why it's not featured. And um, the second lowest bet game of the week is probably going to be the other game that's not on here, which is Fulham versus Tottenham. But I would be under the assumption that people are not betting that game yet because they don't know who's going to replace Harry Kane or what's going to happen. Or whether Tottenham are actually going to make a signing but we'll be talking about that in depth we already talked about it a little bit on the last game um in terms of a fantasy selection so Arsenal Chelsea or shall I do Watford Burnley let's run in order let's go back let's 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 run let's run chronologically let's not go out of order here Watford Burnley Watford are four to six the draw is three to one and Burnley are four to one um Burnley have got themselves relatively safe lately. Um, They've managed to play a lot better. No one's talking about them in a relegation conversation and they shouldn't because this is a team that finished comfortably in the top half last season and at one point were challenging for top six. Um, But I am going to go for Watford to win this game and Watford do have a a bunch of very good fantasy options. Um, Decore is proving to be quite a consistent player in the midfield. Um, I wouldn't recommend getting any Watford defenders. Um, Troy Deeney is picked every single game, scores a relatively decent amount of goals and is available at just 5.9 million. So he, again, is in that category of Rondon. But as I said, there'll be a third striker that I'm going to talk about later when we get to the Tottenham game, who's now become a very viable option. But yes, Rondon, Troy Deeney, two very good strikers to pad out your strike force. And when I'm looking at the strike force, I'm usually looking at one top class striker. I'm looking at a Kane, an Aguero, and a Bamiyang. And I'm looking to pad that out with two decent strikers. So maybe a Dini and a Rondon. But at the moment, obviously... For just a million pound more, the, the no brain selection is Marcus Rashford. He's playing in a top six team and is available at a cheap price. At the start of the season, it looked like Morata would be good for eight million, but it's turned out to be the pile of shit that Morata's always been since he's been in the Premier League. So, so, at the moment, I would say the strike force has to be one top guy, Marcus Rashford, and either Rondon or Troy Deeney or the man I'll mention when we get to Fulham versus Tottenham. So, Arsenal versus Chelsea. Arsenal 2-1, 5-2 to to draw, 13-10 on Chelsea. Um, This is difficult to take Chelsea as a favourite here. I think people are looking at Arsenal's form and think that they've hit the skids, but Arsenal have always been a good team at pulling it back at the Emirates, be it against small teams or big teams. Arsenal do tend to, to turn up At the Emirates, and this could be a really good spot for them. If some of you recall, two years ago, it was Arsenal's demolition job on Chelsea that led to Antonio Conte changing the entire formation of Chelsea uh, at the start of the season. Because remember, they were talking about firing Conte after just six games. <laughs> that was in, that was ridiculous. And that epitomises Chelsea's um, managerial structure and uh, how the club is run sometimes it's because the fact that Conte was fired even last year is pretty ridiculous. The man won the Premier League and then he won the FA Cup. And the only reason they didn't make the top four is because he knew he was going and just looked completely disinterested for the last six months of his Chelsea run. But... I believe a lot of that was down to the falling out that he had with Abramovich over the handling of the Diego Costa situation. Since Costa left have never ever replaced him with a top level striker and I think that's where Chelsea are going to suffer this season that's why Chelsea are not, are not challenging for the league they may or may not sign Higuain but starting the season with Giroud and Morata hasn't been good enough uh, they're probably going to come into this game without a striker I'll be surprised if Olivier Giroud ends up playing against his old cub I'll be surprised if they go with Morata for me it's probably going to end up being Eden Hazard playing on his own which is also stupid because you have one of the best players in the world playing out of position I'll be very surprised if Chelsea finish the season ahead of Man United because they don't seem to really have too much identity. They started the season much better, but but lately they seem to find it difficult um, getting a groove and playing the Sarri way, the Maurizio Sarri style and brand of football that he's trying to get. It seems that they have clicked less as the season's gone on which is odd you would think that there would be more in the groove now and uh, I think it's going to need a couple of transfer windows before we see Mauricio Sarri's Chelsea and um, that's all dependent on if Roman Abramovich even gives him that because other managers haven't got it and if his guy fails to to make the Champions League this season I won't be surprised to see him sacked and uh, the whole Sarri experiment end relatively quickly in this particular game I'm going to take Arsenal on the double chance. It's available at four to six. I can definitely see Arsenal avoiding a defeat here and maybe even winning this game. Arsenal definitely a live underdog. It's between them and Leicester um, for who gets underdog status this week. And um, as things move on through the show, um, I still haven't found anything that that constitutes a better lock than that uh, Newcastle result. But let's see what we find here on Sunday as Huddersfield... Host Manchester City. Huddersfield are 16 to 1, 13 to 2 to draw, and 1 to 7 on Manchester City. Now, immediately, as I look at this game, I am looking for bets that pertain to. Huddersfield getting an absolute beatdown from Manchester City. Now, Huddersfield were playing out of their skin for a manager that got a ridiculous level of performance out of these very, very, very average players. Now, you ain't going to see no new manager bounce here from Huddersfield. You're not going to see players that were disgruntled playing for the old manager like Man United had with Mourinho and then all of a sudden they pop up for the caretaker. You're going to see players that are disappointed that the managers left We don't know who's going to be coming in here, but I seriously doubt he's going to be able to do a better job than David Wagner. So this in itself lends itself to an absolute beatdown this week. And I earlier on said that it would be difficult to find a result or a lock that I liked better than Newcastle getting a win over Cardiff. However, as I look through the handicap results in this particular game and see that Manchester City are available at 1 to 2 to cover a minus 1 handicap it's very very tempting to just go with that as the lock because i want to give you guys something bigger this week because we have been flirting with the the 4 to 6 1 to 2 territory you know the minus 150 minus 200 territory but as i see this result and the definition of lock is to bet something that you think is mispriced and the absolute certainty of the week. I find it difficult to give you Newcastle over Manchester City winning this game by more than a goal. In fact, Manchester City to win by two goals is going to be 21 to 20. So I think what we'll do this week is we'll do something very, very different to what we've ever done before. And this will be a first time here on the EPL show. So we are going to take an Asian handicap here. We're going to take Manchester City minus two on the Asian handicap. Now, this is how this works. If Manchester City win this game by only one goal, you lose the bet. If Manchester City win this game by two goals, you will receive a refund on an Asian handicap. On a normal handicap, a regular handicap, if Manchester, if you take minus two and Manchester City win by two, you lose. On an Asian handicap, the minus two will be a push if they win by two. Now, so what you would need to win this bet is for Manchester City to win by three. Now, if Manchester City win by one goal, we will lose this bet and we will lose the lock. If Manchester City win by two goals, this Asian handicap will be a push and we will take Newcastle as our lock. So I'm telling you now to bet both, bet both of these games and Newcastle will become the official play if this game is a push. But what we would want ideally is for Manchester City to win this by three, four or five so that we don't have a push because I don't want to go 27 and one this week, which is why I'm very hesitant to pick it. But we're all here to make money. And I think the best way to make money will be to bet Manchester City minus two here on the Asian handicap. And uh, if it does push, we'll revert back to our original game. It's, it's a shame that these games are happening in this order um, of Newcastle playing first and uh, and Manchester City playing second. Um, because I, I, I'd want to, I only want to do it that way round. But um, I, I can't rejig the fixture list just for the EPL show. The last game is Fulham versus Tottenham where Fulham are 4-1, 13-5 the draw, and 7-10 to on Tottenham. I've been talking about this a lot throughout the show, about Tottenham having a player who would fit the mould of that third striker in your team. Now, we talked about Solomon Rondon, we talked about Troy Deeney, and now we're going to talk about the man who I've been talking about throughout the show, and is is, of course... Fernando Llorente. Fernando Lorente is the guy that's expected to come in and replace Harry Kane here for two months as the main striker at Tottenham. Now, make no mistake about it, Llorente is going to get the first shot. At this. If Lorente does not succeed in the first few weeks as an adequate replacement for Kane, then Lorente is going to be taken out of the Tottenham team, which means you need to take him out of your team and go back to Troy Dini or Solomon Rondon. But originally, before they decide to put Deli Alli up front or Lucas Mora up front, who are the only two viable candidates that I can see them going with, they are going to have a stab with their striker, Fernando Lorente. They are not going to play uh, Janssen or anything like that. They they are going to give Lorente the, the 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 go here, and um, I believe it's worth the gamble putting him in your fantasy team at 5.6 million. Because if it works, you've got another Marcus Rashford scenario where you have a cheap striker playing in a top team that win games and create a lot of chances. And will Tottenham win this game? Yeah, I think they will. I don't think Fulham are good enough to um, to stop Tottenham. They're available at 7-10. Fulham are 4-1 and the draw is 13-5. But I don't think that Harry Kane missing, being missing is going to affect Tottenham enough to go and lose at Fulham. So I'm going to take Tottenham in this bet. Before we bring in Adele, who's going to give you that big money parlay, Um, and join the show for the first ever time, we are going to conclude my portion of the EPL show with the lock dog parlay. So we've talked about a lock and this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to give out two locks. If Manchester City win or lose, then that is the official play. The official play is Manchester City on the Asian handicap minus two. Now, if they win by three or four, then this is a winning lock. If they win by only one goal, then this is a losing lock. But if it pushes, the lock will become Newcastle. So bet both. Bet both of these selections. Newcastle to beat Cardiff at even money is my secondary lock this week. Do you know what? Do you know what? Let's stick our balls out here. Let's put our balls on the line. Let's have two locks this week. We've we've missed the lock last week. We've dropped to twenty and seven. We've been a bit hit and miss lately. We come into the year with a with a very, very, very strong lot record. So let's take the gamble here. Let's try and get this lot record onto 22 and seven on one show. Fuck it. Two locks, guys. Manchester City on the minus two Asian handicap and Newcastle to win. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go for two locks. Obviously, if Man City's a push, we're going to completely ignore it that we ever did this. But uh, I just love both. I just love both the bets. How are Man City not going to tonk Huddersfield? How are they not going to give him a down and dirty beating? And, and how are Huddersfield going to turn up I'm for a caretaker manager? I just don't see how it's going to happen. Man City minus two Asian handicap. Newcastle to beat Cardiff in the six-pointer. The dog this week, we looked at a couple, um, but I'm going to lean towards Arsenal. I'm going to take Arsenal over um, over Leicester. I just think that Arsenal need to do something and uh, it would benefit Man United as well, I think, if uh, Chelsea drops some points. So I'm going to definitely be supporting that bet. As well as giving it out to you guys as the underdog, plus it's nice to have a bet on a bigger game. As to uh, having any interest in that Wolves Leicester encounter, obviously. Uh, as for the parlay, as I said to you guys, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep putting Liverpool and Manchester City in, um, and it's not going to be for hefty returns. But what I will do. Is I'm going to take Manchester City minus one because otherwise this is going to be a very 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 short price short short price parlay um, and I'm going to add Liverpool and Man United to win outright on Saturday. So it's Man City minus one. Liverpool and Man United outright. £100 on that returns you £212. But obviously last week we won. We won our £102 profit. So if we keep making £100 here and there from these podcasts, then who can can complain? This is a free show, guys, and, and we're giving you winners. So there's nothing to complain about. So that concludes the Lock Dog Parlay portion of the show. At this point, I'm going to do my lock for this weekend's NFL. I thought the competition with Ryan Kramer was over, with me being 5-5-1 and and him being 4-7. By the way, that 5-5-1 is 9-2 straight up. So I've been really, really unlucky. So all that tells me is that the spread does count. So to get four games right, but lose on the spread is pretty annoying. So... I just want that to be noted. So I did think that um, I did think that the competition was over, but Ryan has said to me that he wants to find a way to include the Super Bowl. But in order for it to get to the Super Bowl, that's going to involve me losing this week and him winning. And if he does get to the Super Bowl, how do you lock the Super Bowl when there's only two teams? Well, there's two teams, there's two totals, and there's prop bets that he wants to throw in. That's his speciality, not mine. So the advantage will go to him if he's able to get his selection right this week, and I somehow failed to get my selection right this week. So it requires a lot to run over to the Super Bowl. It should really be over, but I'm a good sport, so I'm going to let it carry on. This week's really tough for me to to pull a lock out of my ass because I'm so heavy. I'm so heavily into the Saints now. My members have had the Saints to win the NFC at 5-1 to one since six weeks into the season. So... I've also got the Saints to win the Super Bowl at 8-1. So it's hard for me to want to get down even more on the Saints, let alone to cover this spread. In the uh, playoffs, there are 2-4 ATS at home, which seemingly wouldn't fill you with too much confidence. However, I had a look through that, and they are reasonably big spreads. Straight up, they are 6-0. So you would think that, they would be able to cover a small number like three and a half. But because of the half, I don't like the hook at all. I've been hit by the hook quite a few times this year. So I'm going to leave that one out. I'm going to just hope for my members and my own personal bets that the Saints can just win that. I just need to see the Saints in the Super Bowl. That way, I'll be able to lay off the Super Bowl as well because I would already be sitting on a big play and I may just look at some small props. So I will probably turn to Ryan and Sean for that. They're very good at props and it's not a speciality of mine, mainly because the UK don't focus on them too much. So we don't see a lot of props. So there's no point me focusing my attention on the props. So I'm going to turn to the other game. And uh, the Patriots are not getting the hook, which puts me off them. If this game comes down to two teams playing at their best, then the Kansas City Chiefs are going to beat the New England Patriots. I'm just highly concerned that Bill Belichick is going to outcoach Andy Reid here and the Patriots somehow still get to the playoffs. However, If you look at their road record this season, they have been beaten by the likes of Detroit, Jacksonville... Pittsburgh Steelers, all teams that are not even in the playoffs. The Chiefs are far better than some of the teams that have beaten the Patriots on the road. And the Patriots were unbeaten at home this season, which is why they were able to become the number two seeds. And last week, they turned it on at home. What makes me think that they're all of a sudden going to turn it on away from home, other than the fact that they have Bill Belichick and Tom Brady? I don't think that's a justifiable reason to bet Now, I was tempted by this title because it keeps coming down. It's all the way down to 54.5. And uh, that's mainly because of the weather. But that sort of implicates that these teams are suddenly going to start to run. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think that the ball's still going to get chucked around. And I think, I think this total will be cleared, but I think the more sensible pick will be to go for the Kansas city chiefs to end up in the super bowl. I'm not scared about three points. I think they're the better team. I think they may even have the better quarterback now. I know it's Tom Brady, And he looked really good last week. But this kid's ridiculous. He doesn't care about the playoffs. He can't even be jinxed by Andy Reid's bad record. He just plays above it. Last week, it was just like a a game in the park for him against the Colts. And I would go as far to say as the Colts are better than the Patriots. Maybe you agree. Maybe you don't disagree. But this is my lock. And I'm going to put it down on the Kansas City Chiefs. Pull the lock off here against Ryan Kramer which will hopefully be the final lock that I have to give this season before we see him in the Green Bay Packers jersey now at the top of the show I did say that um a girl called Del Woodward Del Woodward was coming on to the show to give out a parlay she's unable to actually come onto the show now as I'm saying this we are discussing her sending in some kind of recording and doing the show next week. She actually works as a police woman here in the UK and an incident's come up. Now, I may get this recording in time to add it to the podcast, but I don't think so because I'm going to send it off right now and I can't rely on what time this particular crime is going to be solved. So we'll have her on next week, 100%. We'll get her bit in the can really early but in the meantime she has texted me over the bet she was going to do it's West Ham to win at Bournemouth Watford to win at home to Burnley Leicester to win away to Wolves Man United to win at home to Brighton and Chelsea to win at Arsenal that's a five-fold parlay and it returns £525 off £10 so that is Del Woodward's official pick and as I said There may be a bit of audio added on to the end of this. I'm not too sure. I'm going to submit this podcast now. If I get the audio, I'll send it over to Ryan. Maybe we can have it as a piece that goes on to the end of uh, another show I'm doing this week, which is a fight podcast, which is going to cover the fight between Manny Pacquiao and Adrian Broner. Massive fight this week. And the weekend's UFC card. So I may attack Dell's Audio onto that. Her name's Adele, but I call Adele, so I should really just refer to her as Adele on here, so you guys can familiarise yourself with her. So that's her bet for now, and we'll see what happens with uh, getting that audio or not. But definitely back on the show next week. I'm sorry about that. This show is recorded in uh, in increments, uh, game by game. I record a game, push pause, record a game, push pause, um, look at things quite carefully for you guys so that so that we can have a successful show. And I um, only got that information mid-show, so i just giving it to you now. But you have the bet anyway, and you can hear a voice next week. She's northern, so comes from northern England, so hopefully you guys will be able to pick up on what she's saying. The accent won't be too strong for you. I'm sure you understood Daphne in Fraser, so it would be absolutely fine. The European show is available on lockbetting.com. European fixtures go back to the full schedule this week. I've already spoke about it earlier, and I spoke about the tech service that's launching on the data conference championship January the 20th. So head over to lockbetting.com to get involved in that. That concludes this edition of the EPO show. I have been Billy. As always, good luck with all of your bets this weekend and thanks for listening.
1: Hi, I'm Del. I'm from Wakefield and this is my big money weekend parlay. So this weekend I've picked a five team accumulator and putting £10 on returns you £520. I have picked West Ham to beat Bournemouth firstly. Uh, West Ham currently sitting at 9th in the league. Bournemouth sitting at 12th. My reason for this choice is that West Ham have got a little bit of a habit of beating uh, home teams on their own ground. So I've picked them based on that. Um, My second choice being Leicester to beat Wolves. Leicester currently sitting at 8th in the league and Wolves sitting at 11th. And reason for that choice, just believe that Leicester are the better team. Um, Third choice is Watford to beat Burnley. Uh, Watford are sitting at 7th in the league and Burnley sitting at 15th so pretty easy choice really Watford clearly performing a lot better this season than Burnley Uh, fourth choice is Chelsea to beat Arsenal Chelsea are fourth in the league and Arsenal are fifth Uh, not a huge difference so could be a close game but I just believe that Chelsea have got a lot more to prove this season uh, my last choice is Man United to beat Brighton. Pretty easy choice, really, because Man United sitting at sixth in the league, Brighton are at thirteenth. So um, I also think they've got a bit to prove, also, with the changing manager and all the dramatics surrounding that in the media recently. So uh, I think, yeah, I think Man United will win that one. So uh, hopefully, my uh, my accumulator will win me a little bit of money this weekend. So follow me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram name is all lowercase, and it's del. Underscore Woodward zero one, and I hope you all have a fabulous weekend.